0: Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. I am your mayor of this joint, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This guy is the Thunderstick, my vice mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. It was inevitable that the Diamondbacks were going to, if the
1: D-Backs were going to do something big, you knew it was going to happen after Friday's show. Correct, right after Friday's show. And sure
0: enough. There you go. I think we were I think we were wrapping up when we started getting messages about the Diamondbacks announcing their player development staff for twenty twenty three. So of course that happened. But also of course this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now. Use our code PHNX. Get some free money. It's that easy. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did announce their development staff for 2023. A couple of changes, a couple of interesting moves there, but the most interesting uh, would be Ronnie Gajownick. Gaj- <laughs> I, pra- I practice. You are 1, you are 000. everyone. Gajau-Nick. You are everyone
1: right now. <laughs> it is Ronnie Gajownick. Is what it is. Every D-backs fan <laughs> is so excited to hear this news, but yeah. still hasn't figured out how to pronounce your yeah, name. Right. Uh, yeah. Ronnie
0: Gajownick. Ronnie Gajownick. That's how I said it um, a thousand times. And I knew I was going to screw it up. Yeah, the I moment did. you get on the show, you know you're going to mess uh, it yeah, up. But Ronnie uh, Gajanic was promoted uh, to manager of the Hillsboro Hops, our friends at the Hops, the best minor league baseball team name in in America, by the way. Um, after serving as a minor league court a coach for the organization in 2022, uh, Gajanic is the second female manager in baseball history. Uh, so let's give it up for the Diamondbacks making some history, baby. Let's give it up. Uh for, and she's also the first female manager uh, ever at a high A level as well. So uh very, very awesome to see the Diamondbacks make that move and, and a well-deserved uh promotion because so many in the organization have so many very, very kind things to say about her. We were we were talking about
1: Ronnie Gajonic during the fall league. Remember, she was the first base coach uh for the Salt River Rafters and I think I think you and I were trying to figure out how to pronounce her name at the time oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. We're it like, was, oh yeah. the D Backs have a you know a minor league coach over at first base. We don't know how to say her name. <laughs> uh fortunately there was a there was a photographer at the game who was able to help us out with that. Yeah. But uh but yeah, Ronnie Gajjaunik, the um uh she was there at the fall league as as I said, as the first base coach for the Salt River Raptors, and she also spent uh the 2022 season primarily with the Amarillo sod poodles, uh working with some of their outfielders. She was the first base coach for them as well. Um, and now she gets to run her own team, essentially, now in, in Hillsboro, as she uh, as she takes over there. And it sounds like all across the board, um, everyone has great things to say about her and, and her, her leadership, her initiative that she takes with players, uh, her knowledge of the game, which, of course, is a huge thing as
0: well. Seems like a, a slam dunk
1: move for the D-backs.
0: Uh, Gabriel Ferrer in the comments says we're probably less than 10, way, 10 years away from the first major league female manager. I was thinking that. I, I, I was th- th- wondering. That. I think yeah. I agree with that. I think it's. It's slow going. It shouldn't be this slow of a process. Let's be honest. Uh, There are females that uh, coach in baseball or some form of baseball that are brilliant minds. And again, it doesn't we were talking about it earlier, but it it doesn't take you being, you know, a major league athlete to translate over to being a good manager in baseball. A lot of it is about your communication skills, which she's been very highly uh, uh, touted about, like the fact that she uh, gets a lot of praise. From her her players and and the coaching staff that she works yeah. with, it's very interesting that she got her opportunity a little bit due to Corbin Carroll actually and his <laughs> his destructive bat, if you will. Uh, Corbin Carroll, according to an article with Steve, from G- Steve Gilbert um, about Kujanik, uh, Carroll was taking front toss from Double A Amarillo coach Javier Colina, and he smoked a ball that shattered. Colina's foot. Colina, uh, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me,
1: would need We shouldn't be laughing, but this is, this it's, is incredible. A, it's a pretty
0: incredible part of the story. And, I mean, of story. course, it's Corbin Carroll, right? Like, Corbin Carroll already has this mythology about him. Like, he's a tall tale. <laughs> it's like Paul Bunyan and then Corbin Carroll right next to him. But Corbin <laughs> Carroll, <Paul> yeah, <laughs> yeah, do you know uh, Paul Bunyan? You know, I, I knew you would. No. <laughs> but Colina uh, would be out for the season needing surgery and pins inserted into the foot that Corbin Carroll's ball shattered Uh, and Amarillo therefore needed a coach. So they promoted Gajownik, who spent the season coaching first base. Uh, And then like Jesse said, she was also on the Arizona fall league team as well. Uh, I think one of my first times seeing her was running drills during the minor league camp during the uh, lockout a year ago. And I was just kind of in awe of her. I don't often get starstruck, but there was something about, like, you never get starstruck. <laughs> I, I got starstruck to that day, let me tell you, because she was incredible and I wanted to go uh, introduce myself and I I, I couldn't bring myself uh, to do that. But it was just, I think, again, I get very sentimental. I have a daughter. So, pe- you know, females making history and stuff like I, I, I swell with pride and I like want to run home and tell my daughter all about it and all that kind of stuff. But this is. An amazing thing uh, for the organization and yeah uh, you know of course so many people within the organization had very kind things to say about her but Josh Barfield uh, said in in hiring her that it was just her knowledge of the game she had a playing background and the way she's able to communicate the hunger she possessed the desire to learn and grow it just all stood out and uh, again very very well deserved yeah I think uh,
1: another big part of this is just that like I don't know I mean she's she's just Every single person that we've heard speak on this said nothing but good things to say. Um, As you mentioned earlier, she's not the first uh, minor league manager, uh, the first female minor league manager. Uh, The New York Yankees last year hired uh, Rachel Balkovic, who was the first female manager ever uh, in all of minor league baseball. Um, She coached the uh, Yankees class A team, the Tampa Tarpons, which is an interesting name for a minor league team. Um, But yeah, this is a huge moment just for. Uh, For the D-backs organization for baseball at large, Uh, going back to the earlier question of, you know, how long will it be before we see a big league manager? It's starting to feel like, you know, that that's getting relatively close. Right. Last year was single A, like low A. This year it's high A. Maybe next year we have a double A female manager. And then, you know, you're only a couple steps away at that point. So. Um, I think it is only a matter of time, which is an exciting development for the game. We also already have a female general manager, yeah. uh, Kim Ang, over with the Miami Marlins, has already already blazed that trail. So I think there's there's a lot of momentum for that.
0: Here. And, and Mark Solaire makes a great point. He says, "I mean, we are making progress. Her and the coach on the Spurs. I'm happy at this progress. I do think basketball will probably see the first female head coach of a you know NBA team. I also think. What is do we know the exact role of the coach on the Spurs? Um, I she, Are they uh, like Becky Hammond? She's Becky an assistant. Hammond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's okay. an assistant coach. But I mean, I think so. she's uh, pretty close then. Yeah. And I think uh, baseball is relatively close. I'm sure. I, I know football also has female coaches, but I'm sure, I, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining football being the first sport just based on its. You know how football is. We all know. How football <laughs> is. I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to knock football, but you get what I'm saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for this. And of course there's some other moves within the organization. I think I saw somebody bring it up in the chat, but, uh, Blake Lolly. Lolly? Is that right? I'm probably butchering Blake. Lolly. Yeah, you said got, that one right. I got yeah. that one right. Uh, uh, you. He has been named the manager of the Reno Aces. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, Gil Velasquez, Velasquez. Uh, I always do that. And it's You're my on a mom. roll today. I know it's really good. Uh, Bill Velasquez, Gil, our friend Gil, our friend Gil uh, will move into an infield defensive coordinator role for Just the major league. Just call him Luka. Gil. Just call him by his first name.
2: You know, uh, my my
0: mother's maiden name is Vasquez, so I should be able to say that. But uh, anyway, uh, Velasquez uh, is uh, another, another level of difficulty. Yeah, definitely, but uh, yeah, uh, he is moving on from being the manager of the Reno Aces and will be will take a larger role within the organization it appears uh for the Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, so Velazquez moves to the major league side and then uh, as you mentioned Blake Lolly uh kind of an interesting story Blake Lolly was the Reno Aces manager 2 years ago. So he was their manager in 2021, Gil Velazquez 2022. Now it goes back to Lolly in 2023. Yeah, after Gil so-
0: got like every award that you can yeah, get basically yeah. for a manager in baseball. So he he did great while
1: he was there. Reno Aces had an outstanding year last year. They went all the way except for the AAA championship, right? Which they which they ultimately lost. So big year for them. But yeah, Blake Lolly is obviously familiar with with the organization. It's kind of a you don't see this very often where a guy's the manager and then he's not the manager and then he's the manager yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh but clearly the Diamondbacks have a have a high view of him and he's he's been in the organization for a while now.
0: Uh, all right. Well, very interesting moves. Interesting to see how it impacts the organization of course up at the top. Everything's going to be the same on this Diamondbacks coaching staff that's been uh you know praised quite a bit will remain uh, in- intact for the time being. It's exciting to see how uh how they continue to grow. Last year was just their first year with these guys, you know, with with Brent Strom and with uh you know all this entire coaching staff. So it's exciting to yeah. see them I think have an entire year like this to come together. And to add someone like Gil Velasquez to their coaching staff. I had to get it in one I feel like
1: uh I feel like Shane is our resident bets expert. Should we ask Shane what the over-under is on number of years until we have a female manager. big league manager? What, Just what in the think? MLB? Yes. Just in the MLB. Um, Just in the MLB.
2: Um, I'm setting the line at six and a half.
0: Six, six, six and, and a half? half. Okay. Hmm. All right. I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, I think I'm I would have to the take over. Over. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the over. The over them. is minus 140. <laughs> <laughs> You can get plus money on
2: the underdog. <laughs> uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll parlay it.
0: We'll see what happens. <laughs> of course, uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to grab yourself a PHNX Diehards membership. Uh, one of the big benefits is not only do you get a free piece of merchandise from the PHNXLocker.com every single year as a Diehard member, you also get access to exclusive merchandise like I just purchased – the Diehards jacket that I've seen so many of you guys have. Uh, I, I love it every time I see it. And I needed to have one. And I finally got mine. So again, Are you allowed to have a Diehards
1: jacket? Are we allowed to have Diehards jackets? I'm a Diehard. I mean, I am I a mean, Diehard. I yeah, but you're... Uh, I don't know if that counts. No? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Jesse,
2: when when Derek's not on a show, what's he doing? Yeah. All, day, every yeah, day. All day, every day. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fair. All day, every day. That's fair. Just Falls here. Fall asleep to
0: my voice. Repping the brand. He's not wrong. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, but make sure...
2: Sometimes in person, sometimes... sometimes eh, he's right. <laughs>
0: But nonetheless, it's a very pleasant sleep. Uh, thanks to thanks to Shane and OG's governors. But anyway, make sure to grab that DieHards membership. Of course, uh, get access to all sorts of fun stuff, including access to exclusive DieHard member-only events that are coming up, as well as discounts uh, on those events, discount with our partners, and so much more. You also get exclusive access to the DieHards-only newsletter and Jesse's wonderful DieHards pieces. Uh, what do you got cooking up for DieHards next? Do you know yet? Uh, this next week, we don't know yet. Uh, but the
1: one, uh, the one we just dropped over the weekend is is about Jake McCarthy. It's the one I talked about right. at the end of at the end of last week. So that one is out.
0: Go get it uh, this week. We're we're still we're still working through some different ideas. We'll see we'll see what happens. See Jesse, I appreciate everybody in the chat, including me mm-hmm. as a diehard. Thank you guys for welcoming me, me into your club. Uh, of course, also make sure to check out Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Shane, can I get a bark over there, please? For <coughs> Underdog, visit? thank you, thank you. Underdog does <laughs> daily fantasy sports differently, uh, and they draft. You can draft your team against five of your friends. It's so much fun, uh, and of course, you know the one thing I like to say is uh, an entire fantasy season. Can be obnoxious. So at least this can just be over the course of one night and you can win cold hard cash Uh, and you have bragging rights over your friends as well. So, uh, of course, get down on the underdog fantasy app. I've talked about how baseball season is right around the corner and we are riding on pitch counts. Let's go. Uh, And of course, Shane, Shane knows all about underdog fantasy and he's been on it. Uh, What have you made any cash lately, Shane?
2: Um, let's pull up my one yesterday. I had one for the, uh, games yesterday, the NFL games. Ooh, there's a lot of red there. there is. <laughs> uh, Dawson Knox higher than seven point eight five fantasy points, uh, in the, in their pick em game, which is fantastic. Just pick the higher. pick em game is so great. Higher, or lower, uh, Burrow higher than two passing touchdowns that push. Cause he had two exactly. Oh, and then Josh Allen failed me.
0: Uh, you know, you didn't hard. just fail you. Failed, um, a lot of people. I, failed a lot of people. <laughs> I need to
2: push this agenda whenever I can. Uh, The Bills need to build a dome. They just do. Josh yeah. Allen's stats yeah. in the dome are ridiculous. Yeah. So let's do it.
0: Let's do it. You're right. And I mean, if there is a, it's kind of like here with Chase Field. It's insane to think about building an outdoor baseball stadium where games are going to be played in July at five o'clock in the afternoon, right? Like it's insane. Well, what if, what if they played at five in the morning?
2: That would be different.
1: Every every Diamondbacks game was at 5 a.m. It'd be nice and cool. The skyline
0: would be beautiful. Yeah. We'd go sunrise together every morning. That would be great. That would be great. Um, I'm I'm for it. But yes, Shane's right. Build them a dome. Uh, (laughs) And also, it's easy to get started over at Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with our promo promo code of PHNX, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Make sure to do that. Uh, Of course, you guys, it's time. We know what we know what time it is. Uh, every week, shark week, every day, earth day. And every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Shane, let's go! Mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right, we got our first question. Let's go to our first question from the mailbag. And it's from Chris Bry at Chris Bry91 on Twitter, and he asks. D-backs opening day lineup. Concise to the point. I dig it, Chris. Jesse, uh, you have the floor. I have the floor. Okay. Obviously, Zach Gallen is on the mound for both of us. I, I imagine that that's the case. Yeah? Oh, I have him leading off. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, he's playing yeah. shortstop. Damn it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so... This is pretty
1: difficult for a number of reasons, especially at this point when, like, I don't know if we're even at a place of identifying which players will be in the lineup, much yeah. less like the exact order of the lineup. So this is kind of a way too early guess. I took this from the approach of what I think Tori Lovello will do, not necessarily what I would do, sure. although that would be a fun conversation for another time. OK, um, so. I have this is kind of assuming a big spring training for Nick Ahmed where he looks good and he kind of looks like his his old self. I have Nick Ahmed leading off um, at shortstop. Are you drunk? Um, Are you drunk? <laughs> no, be okay. So I have to preface this by saying the Backs playing the Dodgers on opening day. Who who's going to be their opening day starter, Derek? Uh, it's going to be. I guess it. It's not necessarily Kershaw. They could go Julio Urias. Yeah, could be really either of those yeah. guys. Uh, last year they did Walker Buehler. Obviously that's not an option this that year. Still doesn't. Um, I
0: think you got into the OGS again, Justin. No, right? no, for no. Sure.
1: They're they're both lefties, Derek. They're okay. both lefties. And if there's anything we know about Tory Lovello, it's that he is willing to do all kinds of weird things if it means like giving a right-handed hitter who hits lefties well an opportunity at the top of the lineup. He had, he had Carson Kelly at the top of the lineup leading off for a good portion of last year. We've seen him do the same thing with Nick Ahmed last season. So. I don't know necessarily exactly who it would be, but I've got Nick Ahmed leading off at shortstop. I have Cattell Marte batting second, uh, playing second base. Cattell, of course, destroys lefties in general. You're definitely going to want him near the top of the lineup. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., sort of a wild card. I've got him batting third because I think, wild card. <laughs> I think that he did bat third a little bit for the Blue Jays last year um, against a lefty. Tori just kind of, I don't know, he likes to bat. Uh, you know, he likes to have the the platoon advantage near the top of the lineup, maybe a little bit more than uh, than is even necessarily backed up by the stats. But I could I could see the D-backs maybe having Gurriel hit third. Uh, Christian Walker hits fourth. That was his primary spot in the order last year. I expect that to continue. We finally agree um, on something. We agree on something. Yeah. OK. And then after that, it's just a mess. Honestly, I don't know what order we're going to go in here. I have Jake McCarthy hitting fifth um, playing right field just because. Uh, he did not he did not have a platoon split last year. He actually hit righties and lefties pretty much the exact uh, with the very very similar numbers. So with a lefty on the mound, I think he would still be near the top of the lineup. I have him fifth. I have Evan Longoria playing third base, batting sixth. Well, wow, you really think this is that bad, huh?
0: Well, we, we're very
1: <laughs> close on who we have
0: playing, but I don't like your lineup at all. Okay, all, all right. Well, I'm, I'm excited
1: to hear what you have, but I have three more guys. Uh, so, so Longoria hit sixth, playing third base, right-handed hitter, destroyed lefties last year. You're not going to bat him seventh or eighth or ninth, I don't think. Uh, Corbin Carroll, I have hitting seventh. I know that that's not, that's not necessarily what I would do. It's probably not what a lot of our listeners would do. Uh, but Corbin Carroll is has struggled a little bit against lefties. He didn't he didn't hit lefties particularly well at the end of last year in the big leagues and his, his minor league numbers. He had a significant split there as well. I, I would be kind of surprised if he was near the top of the lineup um, on opening day against a lefty. Uh, I have Carson Kelly batting eighth, uh, which honestly might be too low because he does hit lefties fairly well. So that is that is a little bit on the lower side. And then I have Alec Thomas batting ninth playing center field. Um, that's a lefty lefty matchup, so sort of a sort of a tough lineup for him, um, or a tough matchup for him. But you know, you want him in there for his defense. So I have Ahmed Marte, Guriel, Walker, McCarthy, Longoria, Carroll, Kelly, Thomas. That's my okay.
0: Lineup.
1: Okay, that's what I think, Tory Lavella. That's not what I would do. That's what I. It's my best guess of what Torre Labella would do.
0: And maybe that's the way you approached it. Maybe I approached this differently. Maybe I approach this on who I think actually would be the lineup. And like who, who should? Like who I guess. Yeah, lineup, who I feel who like what, what I feel like the lineup should be. And what the hell do I know, right? Who am I? I'm just a simple caveman lawyer, you know? I, I don't understand your yellow son. But what I do understand is that Corbin Carroll should be leading off. And that's who is leading off. On My lineup, I just lefty lefty. I don't think Tory's gonna do it. Yeah, I don't well, think he's gonna do it. I mean, you're making all sorts of presumptions, but yes, of course, yes. Uh, look, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, but Corbin Carroll opening day leading off, Cattell Marte second, uh, base and second in your lineup. Okay, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting third as wow. a DH.
1: So we agree on that. Do we agree on we that. We agree on Marte second, Gurriel third, and, and Christian Walker, Walker fourth. fourth. Wow, yeah, right okay. there in
0: the heart of the lineup. Then I have Evan Longoria. Before Jake McCarthy. I
1: I thought about doing that. I almost did that. And
0: then I have Jake McCarthy next. Alec Thomas hitting uh, as center fielder after Jake. Uh, Then wrapping things up. Carson Kelly at catcher because I don't think they're going to go to Gabriel Moreno this
1: early. Yeah, I know everyone wants them to play Moreno on opening day. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, you're think it's going to You're probably going to have Zach Gallen on the mound Or he's going to go to the catcher that he's familiar with. You know, I,
0: I struggle a little bit with Moreno, not maybe maybe playing DH. Maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. Maybe he gets some reps in the game later in the game. Who knows? But uh, And then I have Nick Ahmed uh, batting last, and I think that's just based on a lot of factors. I would also put probably Geraldo Perdomo there as well if he was the, the, the shortstop. But I think it's going to be Ahmed on opening day for sure. This is
1: fascinating because both of us didn't mention one pretty key player for this team. Who's that? Neither of us have Josh Rojas in the starting lineup. That's correct. Because it's likely to be lefty-lefty. And it's kind of hard. Like, where are you going to put him? You're not going to play him at second over Cattell, right? Cattell destroys lefties. You're not going to do that. You're probably not going to start him at third over Evan Longoria. If Longoria is healthy, Longoria destroys lefties. So then... It's a matter of, like, can we get him in at DH? Yeah. But then you have Gurriel there. Maybe Gurriel moves to the outfield if, you know, one of Thomas Carroll or McCarthy doesn't start. But it's tough. It's like against the lefty, it's kind of tough to get Josh Rojas in lineup if everyone is healthy.
0: All right. Moving on. Let's get on to our next
2: question. What do we got here? What is happening? Uh, this, this was your face when Jesse was reading the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just Jesse Mame's face. We need that in the... In, Perfect. In, 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 <laughs> the, camp, the main so. face needs to stick around. Yes, yeah, so that's it, there. Um, All right, let's get to the
0: second question. All right, next question comes from Harley. Harley underscore PDX asks, Interested in your guys' thoughts, but I feel if the D-backs make a bullpen trade, it would be closer. Lovola likes having a ninth inning guy, and Hazen's comments last week about mostly looking at trades leads me this way, considering there's still quality relief pitching on the market. I agree with you. I think I don't think that they're going to make a trade for just your standard reliever. Um, I'm still surprised that they're not in the market for some of the relief pitching that's available. But I have a feeling that you could be on to something, which is why we could be see the D-backs be done making moves. They might feel like, once again, that Mark Melanson might get another shot at it or that they might have other candidates that they've already acquired that might be uh, material for being their closer versus going out and acquiring one. I do think what you're saying, though, has makes a lot of sense. I think if they are going to make that trade they're going to do it for the purpose of bringing in potentially a, a bigger name relief pitcher that could be the closer for this team
1: it seems like like the d-backs have done the you know competition for closer thing at times but i don't think there's ever been this much uncertainty about the closing role Correct. going into the season which is a weird thing to say because i feel like by and large we probably feel better about the bullpen than we did I mean, last year going into it, I guess we felt pretty good with we both Ian great. Kennedy and Mark Blanton, but then like we, we all we all know who, how that turned out. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like there's a decent amount of depth here, but there aren't really any clear back-end g- candidates, right? Like Scott McGuff was a closer uh, in Japan, but it, that's a sort of a hard thing to bet on. Um, he's not necessarily a slam dunk candidate. I think Miguel Castro is more of a established middle reliever at this point. He yeah. throws 98 with a killer slider, but... For some reason, he just has like a four ERA every year, and he just doesn't seem to quite be that that back end caliber guy. So I think that the D backs have a lot of questions there, and and I agree that there is still some opportunity out there in the market. The D backs seem to be exploring those opportunities, but it also doesn't sound like anything is for sure. I think Mike Hazen's going to go, you know, sign some some non roster invitee guys yeah. to come in and and have a competition and see what happens, but. There's not really, there's no Joaquin Soria. There's no Correct. Mark Melanson. Yeah. There's no Brad Boxberger. There's no like, okay, that's your closer. Archie.
0: <laughs> there's no Archie. There's no Archie, yeah. Like there was always, it, it didn't work out for them, but there was always like somebody that you had hope for. There was yeah. always somebody that you could kind of put your put put your stock in or, or kind of put your hope behind. I know nobody wants to put any belief in Mark Melanson and I understand why. So there are some, you know, unproven guys that could take that role. Also, Joe Mantiply was our only all-star last year. Maybe Mantiply kind of moves into that role. I just, Mantiply being a lefty,
1: like your only lefty that yeah. I think you really feel good about, I just don't think you can
0: use him as a closer. I think Carlos Vargas might do something. You know, I mean, there's like... They're, closer there's, stuff. They're yeah. got closer, closer caliber stuff. stuff. And I mean, we've talked about Luis Frias in the past and how good his stuff is, just how hard of a time he has throwing hard into the strike zone. So, I mean, if he could dial in and uh be that guy for this team. He's he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Not to mention Justin Martinez and other guys that we still haven't seen at a major league level that are yeah. going to be very exciting to see next year. I think Kevin Ginkle is a is a guy to watch
1: in spring training we, too. We had
0: him penciled in at one point
1: for a closer for he this team. He looked pretty good what, last like year. Like, like when when he ago? when he came back uh, when he got called up from the minors, like in the middle of the season, he looked like a different guy. His yeah. first few outings, it was like, oh, my gosh, Kevin Ginkle is a different pitcher than than the pitcher that we that we've seen the last couple of years. Um, I think there's there's some room there for him to to really, you know, develop his way into a back end role, whether that's the closer or not. I'm, I'm not so sure. There is just a lot of uncertainty there.
0: All right. What else we got, Shane? Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Brett Lee Johnson. <laughs> uh, Brett underscore Johnson 44 asked if you had to turn this D-backs team into a football team, who would you put at each of these positions? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and cornerback. For him, he has Gallon at quarterback, McCarthy at running back, Alec Thomas at wide receiver, uh, cornerback Josh Rojas. He seems like the type of dude to talk so much shit as a cornerback. Uh, Yes, of course, we have to have Josh. We're obligated to have Josh Roas in on a question like this. But I don't think Jesse or I have him in our lineups. I could be wrong. Jesse, once again, you went went above and beyond again, didn't you? Because Jesse's talking about offensive uh, offensive linemen and coaches and stuff. So what what do you have for (laughs) your football team?
1: Um, all right, so so I do have a head coach because Evan Longoria just why looks. Why
2: can't you follow the
0: assignment? This is a, why are I you I couldn't extra because positions? Evan
1: Longoria looks too much like an NFL head coach to not warrant mentioning. Mm, Doesn't he yeah. just have like kind of maybe yeah. not NFL? I guess maybe not NFL head coach. They tend to be a little bit older. Maybe college coach. I don't know. Yeah, Brent, just, Brent he Strom looks, is my coach in this scenario. 100%. Evan Longoria looks like the guy would be wearing the headset on yeah. this. I don't know. He just he just does. Um. So so I have Evan Longoria as the head coach. A uh, QB, I have Dre Jameson. Which I feel very strongly about because when you're when you're thinking about a quarterback, you're not necessarily thinking about who throws the best curveball or changeup. Sure, right? sure. Last I checked, you're not really trying to like do that to true. a football, trying right? to Throw it hard. Is you're, what you're trying. trying to do. You're trying to throw it hard mm-hmm. and you're trying to throw it accurately. Yeah. And you know who has a pretty good fastball and is pretty decent at commanding it is Dre Jamison. And you know who also is a faster runner than Corbin Carroll <gasps> and theoretically would. Be dynamic in the run aspect of the quarterbacking (laughs) position, Dre Jameson as well. All right, a little concerned about the size there. Yeah, Uh, you know, uh, listed at six feet, he's not six feet. Uh, Listed at one hundred and sixty-five pounds, maybe one hundred and sixty-five, maybe one hundred and sixty-five pounds. So he's Um, he's kind of like the Kyler Murray, where you're a little terrified every time he hits the ground. Um, That's why I went with Joe Mantiply
0: for quarterback. Interesting. I feel okay. like Joe Mantiply. He's, he has the size. He has the six, size. for He has. Yeah. He has the arm for it. Right. Not to mention that. But in his spare time, we know that he fights steers, cattle. Right. So, like, again, there's a toughness there that only uh, really could be used for football. He doesn't. He doesn't need to train like that in order to be a baseball player, but he does, <laughs> and I appreciate it. So, again, aren't Joe Mantiply you
2: concerned though that Joe
1: Mantiply would be like? Like, he doesn't throw a four-seam fastball. He throws a sinker. Like, are you concerned it'd just be a little too much movement? And, and like guys just wouldn't be able to catch it because it's just going all over the place. No, Jesse, because it's a football and you throw it in a completely different way. Okay. Right? Fair enough. Right. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what do you got?
1: Um all right. Uh I agree with Jake McCarthy as the I running back. I also agree. Um, he's
0: got he was a running back. He was so a running back and he
1: he looks he just his build looks like that uh because he's extremely fast, but he's also very, very well built. So he's he's honestly like actually maybe could have been an NFL running back if he really wanted to. Um Wide receiver. I have a few different options here. I ultimately settled on Corbin Carroll. Yes. Little little undersized. Little undersized. Let's go. But uh, I mean, you just know he'd be running circles around the defense. He, he's, so. he's
0: year two. Uh, he's year year two. Hollywood Brown guys, is what he is. Guys. The separation he's going to have on his on his defenders is going to be incredible.
2: Please tell me you considered this guy. What Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. Kyle well,
0: Lewis. Kyle Lewis ain't what he used no, to be, my Kyle man. Kyle Lewis.
2: <laughs> Kyle Lewis ain't what he used okay, to be. Okay, well, these players aren't actually playing football. Yeah, that's true. Six four two 222? Yeah, no, that, I'm not saying he's not a big guy. guy. Right, yeah.
0: like
1: both. Kyle Lewis has the size for it, but he's also had three major knee surgeries. <laughs> and his, and <laughs> yes. his sprint speed last year was sub-10th percentile. Yeah, yeah. So I don't Sorry. know
0: if you want him. We can't. Him, uh, we can't. we know, need that separation. We post-rash. need the separation. We're going for a fast... Guy. Maybe uh maybe Corbin Carroll makes a good slot receiver. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not like your you know he's durable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There Cole you Beasley. go. Beasley, perfect.
1: All right, what do you got? Cornerback. Cornerback. I have Josh Rojas, which I guess is what Brett had too. Yeah, there's a I, grittiness to Josh yeah. Rojas that I think would would be you know would would
0: do well in that role. I went with Alec Thomas. I okay. think Alec Thomas is the kind of defender that would literally sprint across field. You wouldn't even know he's there, and he just intercepts the ball and then takes See, off. See, right that's down. why I have Alec Thomas as my safety. That's not a position that you were required, required to fill out, Jesse. Come
1: on, what else? What else do you got? Because I don't have all of these. What else you got? Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't actually put a name here, but I feel like we have to have a middle linebacker oh, because man. because the abbreviation for a middle linebacker is MLB. Is MLB? Is MLB? Is MLB. He's right. He's right. And he's when right. I was growing have have up playing, when I was growing up playing Madden. Every single time I saw like MLB is, like mm-hmm. the player's position, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy plays baseball. Like, why mm-hmm. is he in the Madden? Yeah. yeah. yeah um, right. uh, anyway. Emmanuel Rivera? No, I have Emmanuel Rivera as an O lineman. Oh, yeah. Along with Seth Beer. Just Whoa. them two. Just them all two. Right. We don't also, need anyone else.
2: I also like Perdomo <laughs> as a corner. <laughs> oh, I, I like could Perdomo see that. as a corner. I could six six see that. Two, yeah.
0: All right. Oh, uh, anything else you got? What else you got? What do you got for? Uh, that's all you got, right? Yeah. Just right. Seth Beer and Emmanuel Rivera okay. for the O line. Yeah. Well. I think we I think we answered your question uh, efficiently. <laughs> uh let's move on. What else we got? Uh James A. Hamill at J Ham44 asks if there was an MLB hard knocks featuring the D backs, who would steal the show? Ah, uh, who, who you got? Lur, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Oh, that's a good one. By far. Yeah, he right? definitely would steal the show. Yeah. I mean, he would he would he would be that David Peralta type, I think. I think he'd be very much a ham. I think he would be like uh you know, actively being in like on camera a lot. But I also think that he would be pulling pranks and doing things just to make it more interesting. You know, <laughs> like when a reality show gets into its third season and they start setting things up just to make it more exciting. He would just be doing that from the get go, I
1: think. Yeah, I could I could see it. I have Carson Kelly on here uh just because of his personality. And Carson Kelly is genuinely a very funny person. Yeah. And so I think like when you're when yeah. you're filming something like that, You're going to follow a few people around that you know you can get good stuff from. And Carson Kelly would be one of those people. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. would absolutely be one of those people as well. Uh, Zach Gallon's pretty fun. I think you get get some good stuff following him around. There's a lot of guys
0: that are following around you. You might not get a whole lot, right? Uh, my favorite, my favorite Zach Allen moment personally is when I asked him if I could ask him something kind of off the record, and he goes, "Well, is it off the record or is it on the record?" Valid question. I don't blame <laughs> it him really for was. asking you. Yeah, that. I mean, it really was. Uh, it just wasn't an important question to be on or off the record. To be honest, but uh, I, I would say I would agree with Mark in the comments that Mad Bum obviously I think would be an interesting case. I don't because think I don't know how he would, from him. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, though. I think that there would be <laughs> I think he would be a complete curmudgeon about it. I think there would be plenty of, of like shots of him telling the cameraman to go fuck himself or something like that. You know, like, get out of here, you scram, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and that would be enjoyable to watch. Uh, yeah, no, I and honestly, Tori, I think Tori behind closed doors is by far one of the most fascinating people because he's completely different than who he is when he's when he's doing the press conferences and and such and he's not like it's weird because it's just kind of like it's professional tory so it's not like he is withdrawn or anything he always answers questions really well in the press conference and he's always very open and honest with us uh, versus other managers and what we've seen in baseball just tory just is, is at a different level when it's you know just with the the guys and uh, I think uh Evan
1: you think Evan Longoria kind of like the the JJ J. Watt sort of role you know he's not as maybe quite as like in your face vocal as JJ Watt is but kind of like the vet yeah the veteran in the leader room. Yeah.
0: yeah he's also yeah. probably
2: been trained to media by his wife so even more so
0: it's a good point big spotlight a good point. cameras there you yeah. go there you go uh, and Mark's right that's the third sexiest manager You need eye candy on the show. That's right.
2: You absolutely need eye candy. (laughs) There you go.
0: Um, (laughs) Speaking of eye candy, last Wednesdays are back, and you can come see me at the the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Let's go. Join our PHNX crew at the 8th Street Pub on January 25th, this Wednesday. Uh, Right? This Wednesday? Yeah. This Wednesday. Because all of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. Enjoy $3 beer specials, and more importantly, come say hi to us. Uh, They're going to to have their brand new recreational juice dank IPA, as well as their steak super juicy IPA, both of which I will be trying. Uh, So big shout out to our friends at the Four Peaks Brewing Company. And of course, if you can't join us in person, make sure to grab some wherever you get your beer. Join us remotely and in spirit and must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, And we got some more Mailbag Monday questions coming up presented by More Furniture. But of course, we want to get Jesse's uh, condo outfitted correctly. So Please continue to send us your suggestions because, as it stands, it's just nothing but Chase lounges in there. We've talked about that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be very awkward at, at dinner time for him and his brother <laughs> to be eating at a table. Don't tell me you wouldn't want to
2: eat side. dinner sitting on a table.
0: <laughs> I lounge. don't know. Like, like, don't. Are you going to get a lower table? Is it? It's not going to be a normal size. You would almost <laughs> have to get like a coffee table to be your dinner table, right? you're going to like sit on yeah. your side with one right, arm right up now we only have a
2: high top yeah. so that might be a bit I of a problem i would imagine it's right. like a like a tv dinner tray that you use yeah. but <laughs> but you put the legs on either side yeah. of the tray leg. Yes. so it's like right here. yes Yes,
0: you're right. Or like, yeah, like
2: one of those breakfast and bed trays, right? Yeah, like, just cut, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. you're eating like
0: on an airplane, right? Oh, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, there is no table, actually. <laughs> it's just like something
1: that, that's like on you, right? You don't actually need a table. Just like, a, yeah, a little circle of Chase
0: lounges with their little perfect, trays. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, can't wait for it. But of course, uh, if you want to actually outfit your home with real furniture and not do whatever the hell this guy's doing, go to morefurniture.com. Uh, and save big on the best furniture in the valley. Uh, there's no promo code to use. Just tell them your friends from PHNX sent you. Don't tell them me because they're still mad about the office chair thing. But um, tell them PHNX sent you. And, of course, uh, uh, get that white glove delivery service. It's You know, you have other furniture companies. They come in and throw your shit down. They leave. They don't care. More furniture cares about your stuff. So make sure to do that. Uh, on to more Mailbag Monday questions presented by our friends at More Furniture. Let's go. What else we got? Question number five. Uh, any chance Tyler, oh, excuse me. All right, no. Uh, Jim Marshall, our buddy Jim Marshall asks Any chance Tyler Gilbert gets a chance in spring training to win a spot on the MLB roster, or is he destined for a triple A, career, a, triple a for the rest of his career? Oh, man, I, I wish I could answer that. I really do. I wish I had a positive answer for that. I really feel like I don't. I'm leaning more towards that second half where you said that he's destined for a triple A role, but. Who knows? I mean, we will, we'll never forget. I don't, th- well, maybe we will. Maybe it's easily easy to forget Tyler Gilbert's no hitter because it's just like this. You know, so unlikely of a situation. Jesse shakes his head crazy at me, but I mean, it's not easy to forget
1: a no hitter. Yeah, I'm it doesn't make you, any because, sense because at all
0: because Tyler Gilbert just Derek, quietly not still... be a part of this roster any longer. And of course, that's I'm I'm just saying, yes, we know we love it. You made a whole video of it, Jesse. We know that that we we still
1: I don't think any. Oh, here we go again. Ah, uh, There we go. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we have not forgotten about Edwin Jackson's no hitter. In what year was that? 2010? I believe it was June 25th, 2010, a year the Diamondbacks were not competitive and a game in which Edwin Jackson threw more than 140 pitches and walked eight batters. And we still talk about that no-hitter. I don't think we're forgetting about Tyler Gilbert's no-hitter anytime soon, especially given that it was his first big league start. That was a
0: Cinderella baseball moment. It's wild that a guy can go from that to essentially that being the high point and not really being someone that can help this team win games. It's not like they didn't give him opportunity in the starting rotation, but I don't feel like um, that's in the cards at this point with the talent that they have. And so many you young know,
1: pitchers have come up at this point that right. Tyler Gilbert has been, he's a lot further down on the depth chart than the team had him last year. Um Now that you have, you know, fought Jameson, Nelson, Tommy Henry is probably yeah. higher than yeah. Tyler Gilbert on the, on the depth chart. So
0: that's not to say an injury or something else couldn't give him, op- give him an opportunity. Yeah. And, and he on-
1: also is kind of recovering from an injury in his own right. Tyler sure. Gilbert didn't, wasn't available over the last couple months of, of last season due to an elbow issue. So uh, we haven't I'm not aware of any updates on that front. I think he should be healthy going into next year. But that's that's another factor in that, too.
0: I guess it's based on how accepting he is of a different role and how he embraces that role. There's, there's very much an opportunity on this team for guys to not only be a part of the bullpen, but like we said earlier, the closer role. So it's not to say anybody uh, is out of the discussion, but it's it's something that you have to win. It's going to be a competitive uh situation for the diamondbacks hopefully it improves the results from what we saw last year and and they can get more especially with the additions that they made i just don't know if tyler gilbert now factors in at this point and you know again it's if he does it's probably going to be in a relief role at best yeah i mean it, i do think it's it says a lot
1: that like a year ago tyler gilbert was pretty high on the depth chart right in recent yeah. years he's been Early like fourth Yeah, like a guy that they kind of needed in order to fill out a rotation. It's a good sign for the D-backs as an organization that he's still like a major league ready pitcher in a lot of ways. Like if you're giving a start to Tyler Gilbert, it's, you know, he's not the he's not your best guy. You know, you don't want him going against the other team's ace, but he can still, you know, give you a competitive outing. And the fact that the D-backs have him still And and that, you know, there's a number of guys now who've kind of pushed their way above him on the depth chart. It just goes to show there's a lot more depth in the organization than there's been in recent years. And that's that's a really good development.
0: All right. What else we got? Uh, Gabriel asks, with all this prospect talk, who is a prospect you swore was going to be the next big thing, but they fizzled out or were never were just never good in the majors? Uh, who, I hate you to, you got? I hate this question. Um Christian Robinson is probably the guy that I was highest on that r- in recent years. Well, he hasn't really fizzled out necessarily. It's a sizable roadblock. Well, and I guess that's the thing is like, you know, from where he was when he was the top prospect in in the organization to now it's it's frustrating that he's gone through everything that he's gone through and that he is, you know, kind of dropped off uh, obviously due to the everything that happened. At this point, yeah. it's more important that he, as a person, gets straight rather than his baseball career, obviously, with what with, with what occurred. Um, should be getting an update
1: on that soon, by the we way. We should, absolutely. Yeah, Mike, Mike Hazen said we should get an update within the next couple of weeks, and he said that about a week or so yeah. ago at this point. For the, so the most it part, it soon. seems like he
0: has served his probation, and they should be able to change that to a misdemeanor, which will allow him to get a visa and, and work yeah. Uh, work in this country again and be a part of the Diamondbacks organization. Hopefully he can continue his career and get back to where he was at one point. But he's somebody that I had, you know, a lot of personal excitement for, um, I'll say. Uh, and another name that I just saw on your list that you brought up as well. Yeah, as- I'm going through past... Past top
1: 30 D-backs yeah. prospect list. It's a, it's a fascinating John Duplantier
0: was another guy yeah. that, my God, that guy I thought was going to be uh, such a big part of this organization, and, and it didn't come to be.
1: The D-backs were, I believe, I think there were reports at the time that the D-backs were potentially interested in Manny Machado at the time, right? And John Duplantier was the guy that, like, they weren't willing to deal. And it's just, and a lot of D fans at the time were like, Yeah, we don't we're not gonna deal John Duplantier. He's no, the next no, you can't have number two yeah. starter on this team. Just goes to show how how things could change. The other name I have to <sighs> mention is Archie Bradley. Yeah. Um who was really like yeah. when he when he had that start, I wanna say it was his first big league start against Clayton Kershaw. And he just like took him to task and it was like, oh my gosh, Archie Bradley is yeah. everything. Yeah. Like he is everything that Diamondbacks oh, yeah. wanted him to be. He is living up to the hype of, you know, he'd been on top in the top 25 of, of baseball prospect rankings for several years and he came to the big leagues. He looked like he was everything that he was advertised to be after hitting some roadblocks coming into the majors. And then it just it just didn't work right there was the the big freak accident where he he gets hit with the ball he comes back and I don't want to say he wasn't the same because he had a really 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 good year a couple really good years as reliever as a back-end reliever for the D-backs but now he's not even really that he's still out there right he's a middle reliever that teams just aren't that interested in because frankly the numbers just don't really show him to be that
0: effective in the big leagues and it's crazy how much things can change over a few years. Uh Michael in the comment says, but Archie did give us the triple in the wild card game. He did. Again, just like the no-hitter, I guess we'll never forget that. Yeah, right? we're not,
1: you don't forget. It doesn't not matter
0: who the player yeah. is. You don't forget big moments like
2: no, that. Not at all. All right. What else we got, Chain? Well, we'll also never forget Seth Beer's walk-off.
1: Oh yeah, God, no. Oh yeah. Not if at, Seth Beer never this plays show, another game, this house. If he never plays another game in the majors, the yeah. VAX fans will always still Remember that there's a bunch of people saying Seth beer in the comments too early. It's too soon for that. Seth beer didn't have the prospect status that like an Archie Bradley had,
0: but he was still a highly ranked true. prospect. It's true. It's a fair, we didn't fair have answer. him in the system long enough. All right. Sean McNally says my mailbag Monday question for you. I've heard a few ideas. MLB may be considering concerning the schedule. One idea was every team play each other twice a year, a home and away. Do you think this could help attendance? Uh, Limited opportunities to see other teams. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I I think so. I think making uh, certain matchups more of a a marquee matchup and more of a a big deal, like because this is maybe the only time you're going to play this team is definitely a big part of bringing people in. I, I just don't know how that would work. I mean, I guess what you're saying is uh, at least play everybody twice a year. And then also I assume this is like a home series and an away series. Yeah, it's not yeah just like one yeah, game yeah, yeah, okay. home series and away series. But then we also have probably divisional matchups that would still get played more. You got to have the divisional matchups more than that. Of course, it, it, it just has to be that way in order to decide the division. But I, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for seeing every team in baseball. I think we get that in other sports, right? Like, there's never a year where the Suns don't play the fucking Washington Wizards or something. Like, it's just so weird that baseball is still like that. I do think, though, that once we start moving into that territory, it really does start making the 162-game season more and more irrelevant. And that's my opinion because if you're not playing the division enough times for a team that's 15 games back to possibly make it up by playing the other team that many times, then... There's really not a point to have 162.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the flip side, like, I mean, it it makes it so that every team's schedule is almost identical. Like there's no like for for the D backs, they wouldn't really be at a disadvantage being in the NOS because every team would be theoretically playing those NOS teams just as much as everyone else. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you did a home series and an away series against all 29 teams, that's 174 games. So, you know, maybe you make some of those two game series yeah, or yeah. something yeah, and then yeah, and yeah. then you're at one sixty two. I think it's a fascinating idea. I don't it, you're right, it's a little extreme. Like to not have to not play the teams in your division more than twice. More, yeah, you know. Yeah, like I mean the D backs would be just as closely connected to the Los Angeles Dodgers as they would like the Boston Red Like. Yeah, or the Angels or yeah, something. Yeah, like right, that's just yeah. weird. That's yeah. just weird. I, I think that that's probably a little bit too extreme, but I would enjoy it. I think it'd be fun to watch just like the change of nobody. I mean, even, even playing the divisional opponents 13 times a year now, it's still like, all right, we've seen the Rockies enough at this point, you know, like I I still think there's going
0: to be an element of that. Well, and we're going to see plenty of the Padres and the Dodgers in the first month. So you'll get your fill. You'll get your fill. You'll be done with those guys. All right. What do we got for our final question here? Of course, it's the Don's Bread question of the day from our friend Don's Bread. Uh, Mark asks, if you could add any food chain to the d stadium food, uh, what chain would you choose? Jesse, no salad and go for you. I think that's a miss, honestly. Uh, and then his follow-up is, can't you all do anything about how bad the food is there now? No, we can't. We, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but I would actually put a salad and go. In (laughs) Ah, I really would. See, I can't do it, but you can. I really would. And here's the reason why. (laughs) There's not a healthy option right now. Really, there isn't. And if you're going to go, if if maybe someplace, like I think like the fries, like Mark market that you can go grab like snacks and stuff from might have like some of those pre-made salads and stuff in there, which is fine. But it's still not as good as a salad and go salad. Plus salad and go, they crank them out. Fast. Boom, 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 boom. You know there's not going to be, even if there's big a line, you're going to move through it fast, just like you do at their fast food restaurant. So, uh, I just, I need healthier options because I can't, uh, for 81 games a year, I can't eat chicken tendies uh, that, that often. I just can't. I can't, Jesse. Um, yeah,
1: I mean the chicken tennies at the ballpark are not nearly as good as the chicken tennies at Four Peaks. No, he's, so he's absolutely. If good. they had, if they had Four Peaks chicken tennies at the ballpark, yeah. then that would be that would be really something. But the ballpark ones are just uh, not, they're not uh, nearly as good. Uh, what would you add? I was so I went to Ike's yesterday for the first time hey, in my life, yeah, and uh, it was incredibly good. Did honestly. you get mozzarella sticks on your sandwich? No, I didn't. No, no. that's not. <laughs> no, I did not. I, I was that menu is wild. It's wild. They yeah. have a Madison Bumgarner. They have a Michael Jordan. They sure do. They have a Steve Nash. Yeah, they have. They're everything. just like all over the place. Um, I got a sandwich by the. It was a Ted Danson. Do okay. We, do we know who Ted Danson is? I don't even know who this guy is.
2: What the fuck, Jesse? You don't know who Ted Danson is? <laughs> no,
1: I don't. No. Oh, I don't know why I just walked into this just now. Ted Danson
0: currently is on a show called Mr. Mayor, by the way, which I take offense to ah, for you okay. not even noticing that. But Ted Danson. You would recognize was, Ted Danson. It's on a show named – have you ever heard I Cheers? I would recognize Ted Danson. Have you ever heard Cheers.
1: Show oh, I have, bar? I've
0: actually seen Cheers. Cheers, yes, it's it's Sam Malone from Cheers. Ted oh, Danson. Oh, oh,
1: Ted Danson. Yeah, all right, all right. Shane, would you put Jesse's face on? <laughs> yeah, one no, I think you should put it on you. No, on me. That's, it, what I'm that's, your, yeah, that's yeah, that's your reaction.
0: Oh yeah. man, this
2: is ridiculous, <laughs> Jesse. I I don't know what to say. That, I don't Devil's, know. Double Jesse kind of goes crazy. <laughs> so Jesse goes nuts. <laughs> Look at <laughs> this. Ready.
0: Hey! hey oh right. my gosh! All right, Jesse doesn't know who Ted Danson. Now there's still. all that
1: to say. I think Ike's at the ballpark. Would Ike's do. would like be pretty a fire. Sub, Like a subs option, yeah. it was really really yeah.
0: good. Yeah. The the correct answer is Dutch Bros. Bringing Dutch Bros back. Period. That's it. That's the that is the answer uh, to what chain I would choose. I don't care about food. I just need frozen rebel in my system. I need it. I need it in my veins. And if I can't get it, I'm not in a good mood. So there's also. The answer you're missing.
2: What? It's Burrito Express.
0: Burrito Express. Oh my God! You're right. He's not. He's not wrong. Burrito Express is a much needed uh, answer in there, of course. Uh, and shout out to our homies at Burrito Express, by the way. We had our delicious, delicious burritos brought in today, uh, and of course, this is the first time I think talking about Burritos Express. But I've wanted to talk about. It. I've wanted to gush oh. about them for a long time. Uh yeah. We also we have water being oh. delivered right now. Have water. And, uh, man, you have no idea the excitement <laughs> and the right now let's fucking go like a big delivery like from like sparklets or something like that I don't know who it is I'm probably giving a shout out to the wrong company but <laughs> people I might a be shout
1: concerned up. that we're this excited about a water delivery Dude,
2: <laughs> water is by far it's uh, like I'm water not, world in I'm here I'm not allowed to leave yeah. I, I, I have to drink water here I'm not allowed to leave this office this Look, is huge for me water world is uh, it's what's going on here because
0: water is the currency around PHNX we don't have enough of it we're always running out of it And God bless that man for bringing in so many bottles of water but uh, God bless our friends at Burrito Express for bringing us burritos I had the steak uh the st- what was it uh, steak and egg steak, steak and egg. egg no it was steak and egg today and it was amazing incredible uh but none of them are bad uh their sauce is incredible and you can buy a $25 burrito express gift card and get a free burrito so no one says you have to buy that gift card for someone else you can just buy the gift card for yourself and then get a free burrito so head <laughs>
2: right. over to your nearby burrito express location
0: today and can of I course give
2: the viewers a tip on burrito express let's do it go machaca hot
0: with Ooh, potato and shit egg. Egg. Oh added, shit! Or potato and cheese added, Let's added. go.
2: Unbelievable. Let's go. All
0: right. Well, uh, also shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Uh, there's four NFL teams left, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars or two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. Get that five dollars in on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets only at the DraftKings sportsbook with code PHNX minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And of course, thanks to DraftKings uh, for this weekend. I, I picked all my winners. Uh, That's all I know. So uh, it's been, it's been fun and shout out to the Bengals for continuing uh, their incredible run because they've, they've won me plenty of money, this playoffs though. So, Shout out to Joe Burrow Uh, and shout out to you guys for being here. Thank you so much for being here in the comments. Thank you always for joining us for the show. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. I live there. Jesse and Friedman on Twitter. He's there sometimes. The show is at PHNX underscore dbacks. always there, open 24 hours, seven days a week, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys (laughs) again for being here. Thank Jesse and Jesse for being here uh, on behalf of all of us, all all four of us here. On behalf of Shane, Jesse, Jesse, the meme, and myself, we appreciate your time. Uh, And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun. (laughs) when you're made into a meme. Oh my God.